0: Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe.
1: Dinesh Kondijada, uh, Chairman and Interim CEO of Windfall Geotech. And what we do is we are in the digital exploration space. We use artificial learning and uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning through data models to try to sift through public and private data to identify potential targets um, for uh, base metals, copper, zinc, nickel, lithium, um, cobalt, and precious metals. And we've done, been doing that since um, 2005 and have uh, we're getting close to uh, 100 discoveries, uh, sorry, 100 projects that we've done um, and well over 30 uh, discoveries. Um, uh, many of which um, have um, uh, been we have we've participated in equity level. So our business model is uh, of equity participation and we are partnered with our clients to, um to see the results as opposed to a more traditional services model
0: as you see um we saw you back in May uh, this year uh enjoy the conversation yeah, then because it was, it was inter- it's an interesting model it's a, it's a complicated one it's it's a lot of moving parts right so I think um a, a phrase you used last time that people may understand a little bit better is project generator in their mining context you've come on board recently you talked about 2005 but you've not been on board that long right you've been you know, a couple of years here so there's the old bit which I'm going to separate out in terms of some skill bases there and then what mm-hmm. you you're bringing in which is the technology piece um, which which I quite liked. we talked about AI and data learning and digital learning uh, to aid miners um, you've used phrases like you know you know zero carbon and uh, reducing costs etc cetera, etc cetera. You, you kind of came in with a you know bit of a whirlwind Market got excited, and it's come way off. It's come way off since you uh, know the beginning of the year. Um, what do you put that down to? People just not getting what you guys are doing.
1: I think the model is um, is complex for investors to understand, and so that's on us as a business to try to clarify it and simplify it. Uh, and so you know, we continue to try to do that. And you know, this forum is one of those ways. I'm hopefully going to be able to do so. Uh, the essence of the business model is around um, asset creation, right? And you know, we want to be a business that whose value is tied to the assets that we have, um, and the assets are digital assets in the form of our technology, and um, assets in terms of marketable securities that we take in our customers, and then royalties that we get in projects that we generate. That's a lot of moving parts, as you've rightly said. And so when you're trying to figure out as a, as a retail investor how I value this business, um, and it, it's challenging and um, it requires maybe a level of, uh, of math and sophistication that most of us don't enjoy getting into. Um, so that, that's that's where I think we're, where, uh, at least in our investor relations, we've got to do a better job. Um, you know, I'm always available to any investor, it doesn't matter if you own one share or a million shares, Just, you, you can get a hold of me through our investor channel, and I'm happy to talk through the, ma- the model with you. Um, the net, net of it is, is that um, the model is complex because it's a complex market, and it's difficult to make money as a technology company in mining. Um, you can make money, but you can't create long-term shareholder value. You can't create the multiples that justify investors allocating their capital to you if you're just charging for services. So as an investor, it was my responsibility to uh, try to find the leverage in the model. Um, and that's what we've tried to do.
0: So is, let's explain. So let's let's make it even simpler. Okay. Let's make it simple. My my 12-year-old kid can can understand this. Okay. The old way was companies would Take data. They give it to their VP of exploration. You look at it and go, "Well, I think we should go and target over there, over here. It kind of looks interesting to me." You think you can process data much more quickly in a much more sophisticated way, put layers of data on top of each other, and hopefully come. Well, I think the idea is be much more sure of the targets that you're going for. Less drilling required. Less, less drilling
1: money required. Less money. Right. That's correct. Less drilling, less money. Less environmental impact because you're drilling less holes, and we have such a level of confidence that we we participate with you on an equity basis on on that drilling program. And what does, that, so, what does that what does that
0: mean? Hang on. So it means you don't take a fee for it. You'll take shares, or you'll take you'll take a fee, but you will buy shares with it. I mean, what what do you mean by equity? so?
1: There's a combination. One thing we all know is when you get something for free you don't get, you don't tend to value it the same way as if you have to, you know, put up something for it. So, you know, our interests are to align, um, uh, our business with our clients business. So there's, you know, three parts to the model. There is a fee, the fee is necessary because it requires, t- there's a cost of time. And we definitely w- want to ensure that our clients are as invested as we are in this work. Um, there's equity. So sometimes that takes the form of a, of a check swap where we would, um, we would, They would pay for the fees and we would put all that money right back into the business. Um, And in those, we're very careful about those projects because those projects, you know, are we have to see the returns for our shareholders if we decide to do that. Um, There's a royalty in the case where, uh, in all cases where we do work. Um, And uh, more often than not, um, when we're working with uh, with customers that are, um, you know, are well capitalized. For example, when working with larger, what would be called seniors or majors, um, they're they're more interested in us from a uh, understanding our model perspective, and they're interested in multi-year contracts. So, that's if I were to break it down, where there's a fee, we want to work with you for a long period. So, we're looking to sign a multi-year contract with you. Um, which would typically be four years, three to four years, going through one drill season does not a resource make. So therefore, we need to work with you over multiple seasons in order to be able to drive the value for the resource. Um, in the case where you don't have the capital to be able to support that, um, we recognize that if we are able to help you get to your next funding milestone by providing you high quality targets that are capitally efficient, you're going to get to that milestone and come back to us to help refine. So in those cases, we tend to take Take equity because that's the highest leverage for our shareholders. Um, and in NSR, because we have the ability now uh, to do these projects at a very rapid pace. One of the, the hacks to the business model we realized was if you could do this quickly and cheaply, if you could leverage the power of cloud computing, you could democratize in many ways this kind of service, which means you could do lots more projects um, at functionally the same cost. And so a big part of our investment and our ability to have the flexibility in the model is due to our investments in technology and our investments in data acquisition um, and data engineering um, technology using um, cloud services that allows us to work at a much greater pace. To give you some sense, you know, our technological investments, when I joined the firm two years ago, it was taking roughly 18 weeks to do a project. Um, You know, our target now is within one week. So... uh, you, and we're we're very very close so our view is is as we shrink the time from data to target down to days um we're going to be able to bring a ton of value to the marketplace to vps of exploration you know all throughout the uh the primary exploration segment
0: this the stuff that you're talking about is your Quite frankly, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, is your internal admin process. You've got to increase your processing capability. You've got to reduce the time it takes you to do a project. You've got to reduce your cost. So that's, that's a benefit to you straight away, which yep. eventually can be passed on to a customer. I think, which is great, it's all, all good, but I'm just I just want to keep it simple for people. Not everyone's used to yep. the, the language that you're to, right? So the bit that they do understand is money in, right? So contracts yep. and agreements signed. Okay. That takes a little bit longer longer because in the same way that you want multi-year contracts, if people are going to sign multi-year contracts, they want to test the goods here. They want a taste test. Got it. Right. And that's going to take a little bit of time. So there's a kind of ramp-up component to this for you. So we only spoke six months ago. I don't expect you to have changed the world since then, but I do want to understand how what have you learned from then to now about the way that you onboard
1: clients? Great question. So uh, you know, we it's it starts out by having a great Um, a great machine. And, um, you know, we had a phenomenal algorithm, but we didn't have the ability, even if the market was ready to give us two contracts a month, we didn't have the ability to service them, not with that kind of timeline. So, you know, before you go out and burn bridges and reputation by trying to close a whole bunch of contracts, you better make darn sure that you're able to deliver on them. Um, And so that's where we started. Uh, And so that's what most of the time over the summer and how a big part of how we did that is we went out and we, um, we started processing public data and looking at all the different iterations and versions and challenges around bring working with public data um, as any of your many uh, viewers who are uh, geologists and VPs of exploration. know, you know, it's not like this stuff is just sitting in nice formats that you can just, you know, hop off to the library and pick up, right? Like it's it's challenging in and of itself. Now the next major business hurdle we have is how do you create a engagement model at the commercial level, i.e. with customers, that they can do business transact with you quickly. That's been challenging. Why? Because there are a lot of contracts around mining. Um, a royalty contract can be hundreds of pages, hundreds. And, you know, there's a lawyer on windfall side, and there's a lawyer on the customer side that want to go through every single word in those contracts. And so, you know, even when you get to commercial terms with the business side, which is non-trivial, because they have to trust that you're going to do the work, they have to trust your technology, they want to see examples, they want to dive in, and they want to actually have you play with their data and show them that there's something there. So that brings with it its own commercial challenges, then you have the legal as well. And so we're looking now at, at, you know, we can solve for the commercial side. We're working hard with our partners, um, uh, primarily investment banks, to be able to try to accelerate the commercial side of the pr- equation. Because if you can get money to say, let's go, then, you know, the CEO and the VP of exploration will say, well, if they're paying for it. I think I'm okay with it, provided we can make do something that's reasonable for my shareholders. So I think we're making good progress on that side. The legal side is the one where, to date, that's been our biggest challenge, and it it really is about the fact that these are these contracts live for twenty years. When you talk about a NSR on a gold property, you may start collecting that you know seven eight years from now, right? And yeah, you know, there's lots of you know company iterations. It might get passed on, so your contract has to account for all of that. Otherwise, that hard work that you did will not be accretive to your shareholders because Nobody will be able to enforce the contract. So those are the kind of the block and tackling kind of things that we've been working on to try to get to the point where, you know, we could do multiple deals a month. Um, Right now, those commercial terms, the other option, sign bad deals. We're just not willing to do that. Like we're just not willing to take on business that isn't going to be accretive long-term to them. Okay,
0: so, so, so help me with this then. So it sounds like a pay to play initially. You've got to spend some money, or raise some money to spend some money to prove on the commercial side what you're saying. Then you're going to need some time to deliver the things that you say you're going to Pretty pre, in terms of the, I, I guess it's going to be smaller deliverables initially, and uh, as you achieve each one, it kind of ramps up a bit, so there's there's a cost component now to your share. Or you as a company and and therefore you know shareholders are, will see yep. that um, it'll take a little bit more time. But I think you said that from the the get go. This is a get rich slow scheme. In the sense of where the um, reward comes from, or rather, the returns come from. So that's fine. Um, So, what what is that amount of money that you think you're going to need? Because if you get enough of these things going, and you can show that you're signing contracts, I think people get interested. Other people start looking in, and word of mouth and all that good stuff. So, how much money and how much time do you need to get the commercial
1: side of things going? Great. uh, You ask great questions. Uh, So. Let me answer it this way. I don't think we need any more capital. You know, I, I'm an old school business guy. Uh, you make, you try to make money from day one. So whatever you do, you don't rely on outside capital unless you absolutely have to. Outside capital is expensive to existing shareholders. It always is. It results in dilution. And I always think as a shareholder first. So, you know, what is our structure? Well, we have, um, you know, we have our long-term bets, which are NSRs. We have our short-term um, uh, immediate term rather um, uh, services contracts, which give us immediate cash to fund operations, and then we have our marketable securities, which allow us um, as these as the projects we've done over the course of the year either go public or inc- accrete in value as a result of our drill targets. That's money in the bank for us. So what we're looking to do right now is we're looking to just get to a place where we have you know, we have roughly. F- 15 projects that we've, we ourselves um, kind of uh, st- are starting to put together that are related to public data that we've, um, that we've processed. Uh, the Shopee project was one of the early ones we have just announced. Um, uh, we, and we did a deal with Grand uh, Pacific that uh, Grand Pacific resources that offered us a 10% stake in um, the business a 1% NSR with a 1% buyback. And, um, and also uh, the professional fees associated with that. We just announced in early summer, in June 23, the DIOS project, which is now currently drilling. And you know that was a great example of our value proposition in action. That property, that K2 property, was 150,000 square kilometers, 150,000 square kilometers. Our targets were 87, .87, a target area that covered .87 square kilometers. So just think about the uh, the uh, return on capital that we could provide targets of that level of specificity. They're currently in in um, in drilling right now, and and our hope is that we'll be able to see something soon from that. We have equity in in that position in that company as well. So as these businesses um, drill our targets, get the validation, and see the appreciation in their companies. It's an opportunity for us to um, take some of that house money and reinvest it in those projects moving forward. So, you know, we really believe we built a machine that allows us to self fund the ongoing technical advancement while building that long term um, asset value of the projects we're involved in. So time is the thing that we don't have. But we do have capital. I mean, we know the market we're in. Everybody wants something yesterday. Um, and so that's where we're really focused in is around time.
0: Well, I guess that's part of your story is to just keep reminding people that this, this is, you're trying to do something new here um, in the way that you're, you're approaching it. I guess part of the problem for you is there's a lot of companies throwing the word AI around, right? Like they're going to solve everyone's problems with, with, with AI. And the take up has not been... Big so far because people need to, it's 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 a slow process. Um, so you 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 get kind of tainted um, along with not tainted. You you get thrown in, uh, yeah. in in the basket with everyone else there. What do you think? Again, coming back to the, what you've learned, and you you mentioned there hacks and you know effective shortcuts and you know if you're in, if you're in the software uh, tech space, you want to talk, you talk about being efficient. And forget the contracts, forget the commercial, forget the forget the legal. What what are, what are the what are the hacks, shortcuts that you think you're going to need to do to actually win in this space? Because if everyone's saying the same thing. That's going to be problematic yeah. for you.
1: No, absolutely. It's hard to differentiate yourself. So these problems are thorny, and um, but what I've discovered in you know doing this for many years as a technology entrepreneur is uh, make reduce friction. So why, why do people doubt technology? Well, the one is it's difficult to use, and so therefore it takes a lot of energy for me to figure out how to use something. Why was the Apple phone so successful, right? It wasn't, why was the iPad so successful? iPad came seven years after the first tablet was first released to the marketplace, yet the, nobody thinks about a tablet other than an iPad. Everybody copied them afterwards. Why? They reduced the friction. They made it easy for people to use. Um, So that's a big part of our strategy, and that will be a big part of our strategy moving forward. So if you can reduce friction, you're going to make it easy for the geologists and the VPs of exploration to begin to engage with the technology. So a big part of our technology roadmap, now that we've built, um, we have a very strong algorithm that has been proven. We have solved the data acquisition challenge that that allows us to incorporate and do projects quickly. How do we make it iPad easy for a geologist to engage with us at a technical level. And that means, how do we make it easy for them to have tools to go and test the tool, play with it, you know, without having to engage in a contract? How do they get access to, um, how can we leverage public data, put it in a way that they can use it to supplement? Um, how do we get it, enter into things like data processing agreements with them that allow us to work with them without them having to commit to capital and all those contracts and stuff like that? So we are starting to look at that as the next phase of of adoption because we believe that when we make it easy, the industry's smart. When if it's easy, they'll look at it. If it's explainable, they'll believe in it and have confidence in it. And so that's the last part of our strategy is to create, take all this mumbo jumbo, which is AI machine learning, and make it explainable at a technical level to the geo geo, uh, professionals that are involved in primary exploration. So how do you build explainability in? That's the last part of our strategy. Again, You know, Simran is leading these initiatives, he knows this stuff really, really well, uh, you know, way better than I do. And what he's trying to do is he's really tugging at the core problems of AI and mining. And when we solve for those, I believe that um, the market will adopt it. The market doesn't, isn't, is adopting it because they don't understand it and they don't believe in it. If you can make it easy and you can make it understandable. Any smart person will pick the best possible tools so that they can be successful. Okay. Okay.
0: Well, I I guess once you're able to start helping people visualize that, i be showing people what that could could look like is, you know, basic interface between what you sell. You've
1: hit it. It's an interface. It's a web interface that allows you to upload your data, that allows you to um, run simulations, um, and leverages all of our backend data engineering capabilities and our and our algorithmic right. capabilities.
0: Right, which is why I referred earlier to some of the things you were talking about as admin. It's it's like it's irrelevant to the end user, right? What they want to know is they're going to get the answer that they want in the most efficient way possible at a price which you guys have predetermined as fair. Um, yep. you know, and at that point it becomes very important for your shareholders, which is understanding how how you get. Remunerated in a meaningful way, not not the not the not the software as a service kind of component to this. If, if you go down that road or the, the service fees, but you know, because if you if you look at exploration companies, you know, not that many get into production, right? Yep, that's. No, 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 nothing's changed. That's a, a one percent problem, time, right? Really, it's like, a one percent So you you you're, you need you need to be able to demonstrate again. So a bunch of things that you need to be able to demonstrate is that you have solved the one percent problem here, which which is you are more likely to see where others fail, and you're going to be again more efficient in identifying where you know one who you decide to uh, partner with or who, who you wanted to partner with. Um, get a deal done where yes, you pick up some fees to cover you know today's costs, but the big reward at the end of this is, are the kind of returns that you're looking for on whether it be the NSRs or the equity, et cetera, et cetera. Otherwise it's just, it's just a service business
1: in which case- Exactly right, you've hit it. And so, you know, that's, so how we think about it from a business perspective, if it's a 1% problem and you could make it 2% successful, um, you've doubled the market, right? That's the nice thing about a small base. So what makes, how do you make 1%, 2%? Well, there's three variables that make a project go successful. One is the project itself, i.e. is there ore in the ground that is um, extractable?
0: Well, economic, right? extractable is one thing, economic e- another.
1: Economically extractable, right? Uh, number two is, do you have a next management team that can execute on making that happen, raise capital and all of those um, parts of it, right? Um, and then, you know, the, the third one is can you do it in a meaningful time frame with where the macro factors are going to affect it positively? So, you know, one of the reasons we're very focused on base metals is because there's a macro trend that's going to move the economic uh, variables up, right? We need as we need. You know, tens of millions of batteries over the course of the next ten years. Um, there's going to change. That's going to change the economic formula for those, or that, or related in related to those um, those end products. So what is not economical today will become economical in the future because of that macro trend. So those are the those are the variables we look at and. Um, In the in the short term, how can you conserve capital until those economic realities can be realized? Well, it helps if you only have to drill a one square kilometer um, target area instead of a hundred thousand square kilometer target area. That's a good way to be economical with with limited capital. So that's what we hope our customers come to us with is, look, before I start drilling, I have so much money. Can you help me pick? And I'm not asking them to show me what they have. I'm saying you just let us go develop our targets. You keep yours in your back pocket. And let's look over. Let's let's do this with them. And where we both think there's something, why not go there first? If you have 25 targets that you're your, your target you, you want to go drill, let's drill the first five that we both agree there's something there. And if you find something, well, now at least you've upped your chances. And doing the getting more companies. Um, to that next phase is how you go from that 1% to the 2% at every phase of primary exploration.
0: Okay. So now, now we're getting into a couple of things there. One is um, you're saying at the right price, anything can become economic, right?
1: Yeah, so, within <laughs> reason,
0: right? Yeah, within reason. <laughs> within reason, right. Okay. So yeah. th- th- there's that. And if you if you pick the right thematic, yeah, obviously battery metals is is, is hot at the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, so that that would seem sensible, but you you're also now straying into some areas which your data, the data isn't there to support it. You get you're, you're going you are going to need support from other people to try and understand which companies, which management teams from which companies are going to be able to do a good enough job, because you know those good management teams, not so good management teams. And, you know, uh, even, even a bad management team can screw up a good project, right? And yeah, that's long established. Right. So who yeah. are the people that you've brought in? Because it was, it was, you know, I think a, cu- a couple of you we talked about last time, but have you brought any advisors in, industry guys who can actually help you determine who you should be partnering with? Because you can waste a lot of time and money and effort on your part. By yeah, so we've kind of team.
1: outsourced it in good technology fashion. Uh, we've outsourced it to the bankers because they've been evaluating management team for years, right? And so one of the things that we've worked hard on is we've worked hard on a partnership with um, investment groups to help us shorten the list, right? Um, And then we have our own internal team. We have folks who have worked with Windfall and past customers, the network um, that help us kind of uh, play the odds. But at the end of the day, you know, we are very, very focused on the numbers game. We wanna to try to get as many, that's the whole purpose of technology is to try to get as many projects in as we can and with a net cost per project at the lowest possible so that we can we can be involved in as much as we can.
0: Yeah, okay, so as an ex-banker, so I'm saying there's a nice possible way, there's, there's, some, there's some good guys and there's some not so good guys. All right, so you know- Yeah, you, fair you, enough. Their advice is gonna be variable depending on who you pick. To advise you. So there's a little bit of that. And I I just I'm just wondering again, coming back to what you've learned. You've come into a space which is new new to you, but you've overlaid it with what you do know. And there's gonna there's lots and lots of learnings we talked about today, but in, in terms of people that you're meeting, bankers, if you said to me, I'm going to rely on the bankers, I would just, I, I would probably grimace a little bit, if I'm honest. So, I think you just did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> off screen, off screen.
1: Um, because it's... But, so it, let me qualify it a little yeah. bit, right? So, you know, this is, we in, in mathematics, we call this a multivariate problem, and you can't optimize optimize for all variables. So what do you want to try to do in this case, right? So I have, there's three or four... Possible ways of solving for this. One is that you solve for it by hiring a bunch of very high priced, experienced mining executives who would be able to um, come into the business and maybe offer you either from an advisory perspective, board perspective, management perspective. That's one option. It's a great option if you have a lot of capital. Um, We don't have a lot of capital. So, therefore, that's not a great option for us. Second option is you go and you find, uh, you start building a network through your clients and you start watching people who succeed and people who fail. And what I've learned is that people who succeed tend to like to associate with people who succeed. Um, People who fail tend to all run through their friends and find new friends, right? Um, So that's kind of the second vector. That's a lot more achievable for us. And then the third is, is that you try to identify people whose interests, where incentives go, outcomes go. And so if the banker's incentive is tied to ours. So, for an example, like say we're doing due diligence on a project that a that a investment bank is already investing in, our interests are aligned. And so, if there's if the remaining challenge of that project in terms of funding that project is that we aren't sure if the resource is going to make sense or be economic in the you know in the investment window, um, we have an aligned. That's what that we can answer at windfall. Is it a great management team? Well, that's very difficult. The banker has to answer that question well before they answer the question on the resource, because like you said, a poor management team can destroy a great resource. So there's a lot of art involved. There's a lot of conversations, which kind of speaks to why it's slow, right? And why it takes time. So these are all things that we're learning. Um, And one thing I've told our investors, our investors see a lot of companies. Um, They vote with their paychecks and their checkbooks every single day. So I always ask them, you know, when you're voting, if you see companies that you think I really like, send them to us, let us engage in a conversation. We have a business model that allows us to engage in a lot of conversations and and select the ones that are gonna make the most sense for the business.
0: Okay, you and I should have a chat off screen about bankers.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> no bias, right?
0: <laughs> no, I've, I've seen, I've seen both, both sides of it, right. You know, yeah. having been one and, um, just, how, it, how people get remunerated. Yeah,
1: Michael, how- honestly, it's, it's super tough to, to, you know, you spoke to it right at the beginning, right? It's very hard to be credible, build credibility in this business if you aren't known in the business. And so you, how do you get people to refer you and talk to you? Well, you need to start from somewhere, and capital it speaks very loudly in this industry. And if you can start with capital, you have a far more, much higher percentage chance of having a follow-on conversation. But, but for you,
0: but for you and your shareholders, the, the entire mix, entire gamut of your share registry, they want to, you to start doing deals which are meaningful, and you're going to need to be clear and say the payback for this is. Whatever period of time it is, we're going to do a whole bunch of these. It's it's the smart way to go. We will create scale, and there will be a tipping point where this thing really starts to move. I, but between now and then, know. bear with us because this is an this is a new and un, unusual strategy. Not unusual, that's fair. It's a it's a new strategy which will pay dividends, but right now. We've got. We've got a. Yeah, and, uh, we've got, and, we've got, we need a. We, you kind of need a mass of work, quite frankly, for people to look at and go, "Oh, this is starting to be something." It's starting to
1: pay off. I mean, it's a new business model, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, we're you know, I we basically changed over our management team in March of this year, so you know, we're still very much in the early days of a organizational transformation, and that transformation um, requires, you know, rebranding what the market sees our value as not just the investor market, but our clients as well. Cause you know, we are historically a services company. So that's one rebuilding a team in Toronto that um, is able to bring that technology excellence to the table. And that's been a big part of it. And then, you know, filling out our management team with the right people. Like you don't enter into, you don't bring, you know, a CEO or a CFO or a VP of exploration, these roles are not roles that you hire for six months or a year. These are roles that you have to have confidence are going to be able to drive, uh, are going to be sticky and are going to be, you know, a good cultural fit. And so, you know, I, I'm a I'm a patient guy. Um, and, you know, that's how I built my wealth is by being patient and making the right decisions. And, um, you know what I can commit to our shareholders is we're going to do deals. Every single deal will be accretive to the business, and you know we're going to do everything in our power not to create further dilution for our current shareholders. Okay, base. but
0: but talk to me about the Hopper, right? So talk to me about that that uh, Hopper that you've filled. How many convers? We've seen the press releases about deals that have been yep. done. It's hard for people to quantify. It. You said it yourself. It's going to take time for that to. Uh, come to some some sort of fruition at uh, some point down the line. You're covering your costs for now. I get it, but but even so, covering costs is you know whatever you are it's kind 16, of table stakes, it's, right? Like it's not yeah, it, you know, but even for a sixteen, I don't know, twenty million depending on the day of the week, dollar company, that's that's not enough. So, what is how many conversations are going on in the background which may make it up the other side of that that hopper?
1: Yeah, so we our current pipeline is over forty opportunities. Um, So we have um, and they are with seniors, i.e. some of the biggest companies in the world and early stage um, uh, companies that don't have a project yet. That's one of the unique things that we have is that we can generate projects for capital pools. And there are some very in there over the course of the last year, there's been a bunch of deals that have been done that have, you know, allowed some entrepreneurs to now have capital but they don't have a project. And so how? if I have capital, I've just done an exit and I'm thinking about my next project, how do I go about deciding what that next project is going to be? Uh, one of the ways that 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 you know thought process is starting is by calling Windfall and saying, so we're looking at this geographical area. Have you done any work in that area? And if I were to supplement data that you have from the public domain with stuff that I have, could we maybe put a project together? And so you know, when you drive your costs down, you have the ability to engage in those conversations. So, you know, the the, the pipeline is full. Um, you know, our, our rate determining step is the contracts, like you're negotiating 10% of a company in some cases, right? Like people don't, Walk, wake up one morning and say, "Yeah, I'm going to give you 10% of my company." Right? It just it isn't done. So you, there's a lot of relationship building, and then there's there is a, the parameters of those contracts and demonstrating that we can bring enough value to earn that kind of um, that kind of uh, of stake in these businesses. We have two project two two projects that we licensed last last year that are going public next year. So you know there is an immediate potential for. Uh, for validation of our business model, um, in what and way? So why, Cheryl, why do you say
0: that? Validation? What? They've gone public so
1: well. Well, because we we participated in those transactions at private placement pricing as accredited investors. How does that validate
0: you? How does that validate your company?
1: Two areas. One is we were able to to uh, provide them targets, and so you know in order to go public, you have to have a bona fide entity with a forty three one hundred one and, um, the potential for a resource. So we pass the due diligence of the exchange to go public. That's number one. Number two is, um, we are actually going to help them raise capital because of windfall, they were able to provide information to other investors to say, this is the justification for us going and doing and working and developing this resource. So windfall becomes one of those tools that invest that, uh, that entrepreneurs can use, the prospectors can use to help build confidence in their project. Still very early days. We've only done it once, but you know, you got to do it once and then you do it twice and then you do it 10 times. And then it's a standard. So, you know that's the path we're on. Okay. Okay. I just, I
0: just want, you know, because you've been really straight with me, and I, I just think, you know, we've got to use the right words here. You know, validation comes in many forms. I, I can go and get a forty-three one hundred one done, chuck fifty grand at someone. I, I'm off and running, and set up a company's easy. You know, there, there's lots of listening. I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm keen that people understand what your. Capable of doing for a company, right? Genuinely able yep. to do for company, which adds value, which means that at some point there is some, you know, meaningful value for you and your shareholders further down the line. So that that, that that's why I'm a bit intrigued. To, you know, come back on, tell us how you're getting on. Right? It's six months
1: since we last spoke. Maybe come back. Yeah, it'll a be year. perfect. We'll come. Up, it, yeah, we'll be able to come back to you with actual, um, with 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 um, with the val- with the business model fully validated from public project a project that we generated from public domain information through roll into a private co through rto into public markets and then trading in public markets and you know to me the demonstration of that life cycle is the greatest testament to the value that the business can bring
0: thank you for listening if you've enjoyed the interview why not subscribe to cruxcast